Welcome to episode 10 of the Japan Games Cast. On this week's show, Nintendo announces plans for a new museum, Pokemon is still unstoppable, and Japanese arcades are slowly dying. All this and more coming up. Alright, man, we made it. Double digits. Episode 10. Double digits. So let's get, a little, let's get a little round of applause going on. Yeah, some, some canned <laughs> laughter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, anyone out there that's heard every single episode of this, there's probably no one that has. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining <laughs> yeah. us so far. Anyone that's new to the new to the game, then uh, welcome. Uh, I just want to throw out a few little mentions here, um, just because I don't do this enough at the start of the show, so I want to just uh, remind people to uh, follow me on Twitter, at kantan underscore japan um and if there's any particular story that you're interested in the podcast you don't want to listen to the whole thing um then remember to use the timestamps. Uh, if it's on youtube then it's down in the video description and if you're listening to the audio podcast then whichever platform again in the description there should be the uh, the timestamp so you'll be able to find the story uh, that you're looking for and uh also uh we're coming to e3 so i'm going to be doing a live stream uh a live kind of stream and reaction to the uh, Nintendo Direct uh, on the 15th, or in Japan, it's going to be on the 16th at 1am. Um, so I've put a scheduled live event for that on the channel. So if anyone wants to come and hang out with me, then that would be delightful. So uh, yeah, that, that's all my announcements for the moment. All right, so how are you doing tonight, Ryan? Hey, doing good, man. How's it going? Yeah, it's always good. Um, yeah, like I say, happy to be uh, episode 10, you know, it's... Uh, it's gone by so quickly. It feels, I don't know, it feels what we just started. I mean, we did just start, you know, episode 10, but it kind of crept upon us so quickly. So, yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's just getting getting together now. Got some... That's it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I've got one age old question for you. Uh, what have you been playing this week? Yeah. So uh, I finally finished uh, Pokemon Snap. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I finished Pokemon Snap, and um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It's a pretty, pretty solid game. And oh, I, nice. I think you've been uh, going through it as well, right? Uh, well, I haven't played it since we last spoke about it, um, but yeah, I've been meaning to. It's on the list. I just, uh, I'm always, I'm always meaning to do something, so <laughs> I'll get around to it at some point. I I got about halfway through it, and then I got stuck um, in a spot, and I I thought I was almost done with the game. So I thought mm. about just giving it up there, you know, just being done. Um, I ended up looking up a guide on the internet how to get past this one part. And uh, right. it turned out there was quite a bit of game left, actually. So, uh, Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. I so think... if you get if you get stuck, I, I recommend to maybe just check online. Cause, uh, yeah, I probably... I think me and you were on the same place, right? And... Um, yeah, those, uh, those damn yeah. Under, underwater levels, man, <laughs> they... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I always get stuck on the water levels. All the secrets, but, man. Yeah. Yeah. How was the but, ending? Uh, I mean, don't tell me what happens, but like, was did it feel like a satisfying ending? Yeah, I I thought so. I mean, I really like the last uh, three or four courses, mm. um, because they're yeah they're just pretty solid. They're interesting looking, um, mm. interesting types of Pokemon and things. So, uh, yeah, if you if you have time, I recommend you know to check it out. Um, yeah, I'll get I'll get around to this week. I think maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's probably worth putting in that last like three or four hours just to you know see the end of the game. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, 
uh, let's see. How about you? What have you been uh, playing this week? Uh, yeah, actually, I had some extra time this week, unusually. Um, so I've been playing Fantasian on the iPad. You know, so, uh, um, you know, I always get, you know, when you get some new technology, you've got to just like not stop playing with it. So I've <laughs> just been like using my iPad a lot. Um, but yeah. I told you last week, right? I got the uh, three month free trial for Apple Arcade, which comes with like a, when you buy a new iPad, which is pretty dope. So um, I downloaded Fantasian and a bunch of other games, but that's the game that I've been playing the most. Uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it's some tricky Japanese in there when it gets to like the story part, like the, the main character parts, like when you're walking around just talking to people is not too bad, but it has like these little, like, um, like 2d, like animation, like kind of, um, story parts. And then it gets a really fucking cryptic. It turns into a lot of fucking Lord of the Rings. It's, oh, right. it's, it's really so hard to understand. You've, you've been playing it in Japanese then, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you got, you got to, right. Um, and also yeah. like, it's, it's good because on the, on the iPad, um, I can screenshot, you know, so what I'm doing is like when I see, um, like words I want to remember or whatever, I can screenshot the, the screen and then you can use like the little pencil. You can like, you can trim down and just cut out like the part of the screen with the text on it. So I've been making like a little mm. folder full of all the, um, all the quotes I want to save. For, like, oh, cool. You know, just like for uh, screenshots then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that's, pretty useful um i'm going to use one of my examples uh in for the end of the, the show you know for our japanese section as well so yeah, um, I've, I've been, been uh, searching for japanese examples as well on a on a on the my gaming recently uh, like yeah. uh yeah i just take my phone and take a little photo if there's something i think that i <laughs> want to use later yeah but, uh, yeah but that's nice cool. uh, yeah Fantasian. but uh, yeah, uh, Overall, the game is really cool. Uh, I'm just going to drop a little plug for myself here. I am working on a an awesome metal cover of uh, the battle theme from the game. Uh, actually, I've already recorded it. I just need to like do a little bit more mixing and stuff to make it sound nice. Um, but I might drop that um, in the next couple of days whenever I've got time to like record the the the, the kind of video portion of it. And do the playthrough. Um, but overall, the game's really cool. Um, it's got heavy, like kind of Final Fantasy VII vibes. Um, it's it's like uh, Uematsu did the soundtrack, right? Yeah, Uematsu san. Um, and it's uh, I forgot the name of the guy, the guy who like created Final Fantasy, because uh, he made a new studio called Mistwalker. Um, so yeah, it's like the classic team back together. Um, it's like top down. We talked about it before on the show, right? Um, but it's really, really cool. The battle system's quite straightforward, which I like. And because it's for iPad, it doesn't have any like clunky controls. It's actually like um, you tap on the screen where you want to go, and like you tap, and it puts like a little red pin, and then the character like walks towards that point. So oh, okay, yeah, it actually controls quite well on on the iPad as well. Yeah, it's like a touch screen controls then, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it makes um, sense. <laughs> yeah, so pretty, yeah, pretty easy to, to to navigate through. Yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's been my gaming for the week. Um, but yeah, shall we move on to our first uh, news article? Yeah, let's week. do it. Yeah, cool. All right, so uh, in our first bit of news, um, some financial news, which is always exciting, always gets you guys fired mm. up. Uh, <laughs> the the Pokemon Company um has uh, reported record profits. Uh, for last year um, and this is not super unusual because of the profits because they're always making tons of money um, but it is a record year it's the most they've ever made in a year um, the most profit they've ever made and it's the first time they've actually publicly announced their 
their profits. So that's kind of the main reason that it's kind of made the news. Um, so they're just they're if, just bragging, yeah. They're just trying basically, to basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're just like, come on, it's we're not even trying anymore. Just like you just utter the name Pokemon and like money just appears out of somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, but uh, you know, actually this is kind of funny because uh this company's called Kantan Games, right? <laughs> and I oh, am Kantan oh, Games. Uh, what is this company? Uh, games. Uh, well, they're actually like um, uh, a games industry an uh, analyzing company. So uh, this guy is quite famous, actually. This uh, Serkan Toto, um, uh, doctor, sorry, Doctor Serkan Toto. He he's always like dropping news on uh, Twitter and stuff, and uh, he gets cited by a lot of people. So um, I'm not sure where he's from, but uh, he's yeah, like a, a games analyst. Uh, lives in Japan, and he he reports a lot of like Japanese games news. So yeah. he's quite quite well known in the scene here, well, but this is this is from his company, uh, Canton Games, well, which I'm is no, a, no no affiliation to me. <laughs> I see. Well, I'm uh, glad we changed the name of the show. <laughs> true, true, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I mean, yeah, when I made my channel like Canton Gamer, I didn't know about this guy, so um, I still stand yeah. by that. I, it's still an original name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, um, yeah, but any anyhow, so he was uh, reporting about these uh pokemon profits then that's it yeah so um let me go to the actual the official listing here so this is a uh, official gazette blog i mean you can tell by the web design here this is an official japanese government of japan website believe it or not like look at the fucking state of this website it's just awful <laughs> but this oh, is yeah. this is where they reported it uh so actually yeah so um just show the original here like that's that's what it is like that's the Pokemon like companies like profits, <laughs> um, oh, and then see. just uh, yeah, just translate it for you guys so you can so you can see it a little bit easier here. Um, but they reported here 120 billion yen in profits, um, which is like 1.2 billion dollars, I think, um, roughly. Wow, um, is that a, is that the auto translate from Japanese to English? Yeah, yeah. Because I wonder if it if it does it right, you know, with like the Japanese numbers, like it does. You know yeah, I already I mean? checked because it says it says in the picture here. I don't know if you can see um, this, like uh, hyakumanen. Mm. So like one hundred twenty thousand hyakumanen is like billion. So oh, okay. it's a bit, it's it's a bit confusing, but it is correct. And uh, yeah, I yeah. Know most of these phrases from doing my taxes, but, but oh, okay. what, what, wow. I'm, what I'm what I'm seeing here it seems to be fairly legitimate. Um, but yeah, it's the first time they've ever announced it. Um, but like I say, for you guys, just to kind of get the summary, um, they've got uh, 120 billion yen, uh, which uh, 1.1 billion dollars uh, in sales, which is just mental, um, but a profit of a quarter of a billion. So that's just like straight up like money in the bank. Like <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, and I don't know what net profit. I think net profit is the final, final oh, profit, and an operating profit is like profit before you've deducted like wages and stuff. Um, ah. I'm a bit bad at like business terminology, so apologies if any of that is wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, what I thought was interesting about this. So um, he says, you know, the Pokemon Company is a private company, which means the company is not obligated to discuss the full breakdown of its financials. Um, Whereas, like you know, with uh, like Nintendo or other companies like that, um, they often have data leaked, or well, not leaked, but people kind of dissect their data from like shareholder meetings. 
because when you have shareholders, you have to disclose, um, like you know what's going on with the company and, and inform people. Um, and it's not that private companies don't have shareholders, but it's not like publicly traded. So um, because it's private, they they can keep it all under wraps. Um, and down here, um, it actually said I knew it was quite a high amount. I thought it was more than this, but it says that Nintendo currently owns thirty two percent of the voting rights in the company. Um, so yeah, Nintendo would have gained, well, I think 32% of, uh, 170 million. So, uh, it's oh, good, wow. good, good times all around, you know, for, yeah. Um, yeah, I've always wondered about how it breaks down between Nintendo and the Pokemon company. Cause, uh, like even though the Pokemon company is, it's owned by Nintendo, right? Um, well, it's 32% owned. 32% owned. Mm. Uh, so, but they're like the primary uh, shareholder or whatever, right? I believe I, so, except for like the actual company itself. The company owns most of its own stocks. Um, oh, okay, I see. I don't. I think there are like th like third or fourth like shareholders as well, but I don't think they own very much, if if they even exist at all. I'm not. I'm honestly not too sure. Um, what I believe happened was like you know back in the day when um, the Pokemon Company was founded, basically like when when game freak like the, the game studio that made the first game was made um nintendo just said like you know we'll we'll fund like a fuck ton of games or like like a ton of your content but in return you know we're going to take a big portion of the shares um but for that reason i actually thought that nintendo owned like over half of the uh, company i just so, i assumed it was it was like a part of nintendo like the pokemon company was like an internal studio or something Oh no no no! So, but yeah, they're they're completely like free to do whatever they want to, to a degree, right? Because obviously you would have to get the the votes from your your board. Um, mm. but yeah, Pokemon Company is like a powerhouse on its own. I think it actually has more money than Nintendo, like as a company, because like Pokemon is just so successful that <laughs> it makes more money. And I, I'm again, I'm, I might be over exaggerating here, but it. But it's definitely fair to assume that it makes on par money, the same amount of money as like Mario and Zelda and all those like combined. Oh, really? Is like, it is it really that huge? Pokemon is like, I, I need to double check this, but the last time I checked, Pokemon's the most valuable brand on the planet. It, it makes the most money of any brand in the world. Wow, um, that's incredible. That's mental, right? <laughs> and what's funny is like the, a lot of Pokemon games don't even get that great reception no it's know? merch it's actually merch well i saw the breakdown of it and uh games are quite to like oh man i really wish i could remember where i saw this data i think it was like about 10 percent, something like really small and like the merch is the rest like cards and like you know like plushies and all the stuff they sell in the, the stores and yeah wow but uh that's yeah those are insane numbers man <laughs> billion so, billion dollars of pokemon so, you know what is our next uh, news story of the week, Ryan? Yeah, so uh, next up, I think we have uh, Capcom opened a cafe. Uh, yeah. And it is Okami-themed. So I'm, I'm sure we all remember Okami, the uh, calligraphy yeah. uh, brush-wielding uh, wolf god spirit. Dude, absolutely um, a terrible job of explaining <laughs> this game. It's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, it's uh, Amaterasu, the sun goddess of the Shinto religion, and uh, it's painted or designed in a ukiyo-e style, which is like a traditional oh. Japanese brush style. Um, I know this because I have an enormous Okami tattoo on my leg. And I'm, oh, I'm you big, do? I'm, okay, I'm, so I'm, I'm a big fan of this game, Ryan. So if you start butchering the description, oh, okay. I, will, I will get very upset. <laughs> I see. So, uh, so you should be the one... Uh telling the story on it <laughs> true 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 yeah yeah but uh, yeah you found but, you found this story i didn't even see this pop up so this is a cool find um uh yeah it's in uh in ikebukuro uh they're yeah. gonna be opening the uh, okami themed uh cafe on friday june 4th mm. oh it's it's already june 7th so i <laughs> um yeah it says it will run until uh june 15th so maybe this is just a a short short term yeah, thing. I think we should we should go down there on the weekend. Oh yeah, maybe out. yeah, we should we should film a, a yeah, bit yeah, down we, there. Yeah, we should go uh, check it out. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Uh, it says uh they they're also going to have collectible merchandise here. So, mm. uh in addition to Okami themed food items, uh they've got some merch, uh postcards, uh special coasters. And yeah, I think yeah. uh Oh, damn, uh, sorry. Yeah, do you have them there? Yeah, so, so the good goods here. So uh, yeah, let's check out the goods first. Um, so classic Japanese goods is like clear file. <laughs> they always make these clear files, which are like, oh, it's, yeah. like it's not clear because it's got art prints on. But these are like the plastic mm. wallets you put like paper in. Um, I guess people use them as like office stationery. Um, we got a smartphone stand here. It's kind of interesting. But it just looks like it's made out of like cardboard. It's like 2,000 yen. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, acrylic clock, mini towel. Um, not really feeling any of these. I'm not sure, but these are kind of cute. These little I I clips. like the yeah the clips and the keychains. Yeah, yeah, these are really cool. So uh, yeah, these are just like some notepads. Um, I like this Amaterasu uh, eye mask, which is quite cute. <laughs> so oh, uh, and I I th I think before I said until uh Ju June fifteenth, but it runs until July fifteenth. Oh, okay. That makes yeah. It's, or, that sounded a bit short, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I uh, misspoke. That's good. That's all but, right. uh, cool. Well, uh, yeah, that looks cool. Let's check out the food. So, what they've got down here? Let's check out the menu. Uh, da, 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 da. They got mentaiko dip, potato. Do you like mentaiko? Uh, I don't really have. Did much... your girlfriend eat it? Because it's it's like big in Fukuoka. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah, my, I don't like it very much actually. Yeah, yeah my, my wife eats it like um yeah, it's like fish eggs, but like really small. So it's, it's kind of like caviar, I guess, in, in that sense. Um, mm. but yeah, my wife always gets her mom to like send it in like one of those like frozen like frozen parcel boxes from like Fukuoka, mm. and she gets like ten like vials of it sent over every time. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I I don't really care for it that much, but uh, yeah. but they have a Okami theme. Of, uh, that's it, yeah, they've got Mentaiko. a kind of themed uh, dip here. We've got um, some, oh, I didn't actually read it, what we've got there. Uh, Ochizuke, which is, this is always nice. It's just like uh, rice with like green tea um, and this like little character here. I'm not sure which character that is. Um, da, 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 da. We've got the happiness kanji there. It's kind of cute. Uh, and that is yeah. some sushi. We've got some sushi there. Uh, a salad. Uh this is uh, Inari, I want to say. That kanji there says Inari something. 
Inari Zushi. So I don't know what type of the sushi it is. We've got like a little um, uh, Sakura Chirashi uh, Sushi Don here. Yeah, we've got a lunch mat. And uh, oh, we've got some postcards down the bottom here. Oh, these are cool. Oh, yeah, these are some nice designs. Oh, I like these. Yeah, so th this is actually what I have tattooed on my leg, this exact image. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Um, kind of her running towards the camera. But yeah, these are really cool. So I might get the postcards. Oh, and they've got drinks as well. Oh, here we yeah, go. So th these are the, the character themed characters. Yeah. Oh, okay. The drinks are, are themed after characters of the game. There's Isin. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that, yeah. So um, Amaterasu is the main character. Uh, Isun being the little, the, uh, the little mini kind of artist guy. Uh, Okikuru. Okikurumi. Uh, who is that again? Oh, that's the, that's the, the demon, I think, like the eight-headed demon. Uh, not the main enemy of the game. So that looks pretty cool. That makes sense. Uh, we've got Mikan, the guy, Mr. Mikan. He's like the this weird little old man with like an orange on his head. Do you remember that from the game? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's right at the start I, of the game. I remember yeah. him, yeah. Uh, Sutsurao. Uh, don't remember. Actually, I didn't play this in Japanese. I played it in English. So some of the names might be different. Uh, Shiwaka. I don't know who that is either. I don't, I don't remember these two characters. Um, uh, Sasuna. Oh, this is the guy who like, uh, he's like the fake, the fake hero. He like pretends to know what he's doing, but he's actually just useless. Uh, oh, Sakuya. Yeah. And I think Sakuya is the the goddess who lives in the tree. She gives you like some power. And uh, Kaguya. I can't remember who that character is. But they all look, they all look very nice, don't they? Yeah, yeah, it's it's quite elaborate, isn't it? There's yeah, like, it's that's nice. They have they've gone pretty deep with all the dishes and drinks mm. and uh, merchandise and things, and uh, they got sweets um, as well. There's so much stuff here, man. So yeah, I guess we don't need to go through every single item on the menu. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's a bit long. Uh, you guys can check this out if you want. Just if you just Google like Capcom Cafe, and you'll find it's it's in uh it's in Japanese, unfortunately, but the pictures are obviously don't require any language skill so uh, <laughs> yeah that's the capcom cafe um june 4th to uh, july 15th and uh yeah i think ryan we should go hang out there and make a little video that'd be pretty fun yeah i definitely want to go check it out that that sounds good and i live nearby so it, that would be an easy one for me oh yeah true uh, you don't live too far from Ikikura, so uh actually me, me neither I, I live a little bit further away but it's only like 20 minutes on the train so uh yeah let's let's do it <laughs> <laughs> cool uh well i guess uh continuing on with the news today uh yeah is this tamagotchi news tamagotchi news that's probably not what you're expecting to hear today but uh yeah tamagotchi is back possibly <laughs> so um this they released this video um so let's just check out the video first actually um which it's kind of like uh it was for the the 25th anniversary celebration of Tamagotchi. And it shows this giant like egg in the middle of like, you know, presumably Tokyo. Um, and it's quite cute, you know, it just um, it just shows people like playing with Tamagotchi and having loads of fun. So there's just kind of raining everywhere all over the city. Um, so I, I assume you had a Tamagotchi when you were a kid, right? I th think I did, but um, I don't really remember it. <laughs> oh really okay so um, I, I, well, I don't i don't remember being very enthusiastic about it 
Uh, mate, you, <laughs> you, you missed out a treat. So yeah, I quite vividly remember my first Tamagotchi because it wasn't real; it was fake. Because <laughs> like when the when the Tamagotchi, the Tamagotchi craze hit England, um, mm. they were like quite expensive, and they were always sold out everywhere. And you know, I was always complaining to my mum I wanted one, so she bought me like a fake one. But it was basically the same thing. Um, uh, but yeah, it it was quite simple toy. You know, you just um, you had a few options. You can uh, you can like give the the tamagotchi food. You can give it water, and you can clean out its like litter tray or whatever. And there's like a little toy. So there's usually like four options in the game. It's so basic, um, mm. but the idea was to like keep it alive. So you know, you basically just see like how many days can you keep this thing alive for, and eventually it would just fucking die because you forget to feed it or something. So, so, it's so quite... what happens when it dies? Uh, it just turns to this egg with wings and it's just like, just dead. And you just press like start again, basically. Um, so you can see in the trailer here. Yeah. Um, this like app on the phone here. I don't know if this is what they're like teasing. So if we go back to, um, the uh, web browser over here, um, basically it just says, you know, Tamagotchi first came in 1996. Um, and it's been continuing until, you know, um, this year, and uh, it's saying that the um, the anniversary, twenty fifth anniversary, is on eleventh. Uh, sorry, uh, in November uh, this year. Um, wow, I I didn't realize it was from the nineties. I thought it was a two thousands. Uh, oh no, no, it came stuff. out. It was basically the same time as Pokemon because that had its twenty fifth ah. year um, this year, and okay, it was about the same. I remember getting them roughly when I was about six or seven years old. Um, but basically what they're, they're teasing an event on the uh, the 17th of June. So this is going to be uh, in 10 days time. Um, the thing I don't understand, I'm not sure what this is, PN and Angel and Good Boy, Good good and Boy is. So yeah, I think this is like a collaboration with some brands possibly, um, but I'm not, I don't know the brands, so it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to say, but uh, they're saying that, yeah, they they had like uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba, um, Tamagotchi, um, which is like Demon Slayer, um, <laughs> Kimetsu uh, Tamagotchi, which is kind of funny, uh, Evangelion, um, uh, you know, even like Star Wars as well. Uh, there was an R2-D2 Tamagotchi. Yeah, so this uh, image here is basically what they're teasing on the 17th of June. There's something Tamagotchi is coming, you know. <laughs> so it's hard to say, but um, yeah, I don't know. Any, any speculations to what this might be, Ryan? Maybe uh, there's a windfish inside there you know <laughs> i do enjoy that reference that's very nice <laughs> could be some some yoshis could be yeah. <laughs> could just be an egg you know just <laughs> could just be an egg yolk um but uh, yeah i'm not sure you know i think i think maybe the market is not right for a new physical tamagotchi device i don't think anyone would buy it um but they did make several tamagotchi games on like the game boy and the ds and there's there's mm. ones on the smartphone as well so in that trailer that I showed you, I don't know if that was the like a little snippet of the game that's going to come out, or they're showing off a game that already exists. Because there are several Tamagotchi smartphone games already. I've just never played any of them, so I don't know which one they were showing. But mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. It might be some kind of new like social media platform with Tamagotchi or something. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, well, yeah. I guess we'll we'll be finding out uh, soon enough, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's not super big news so i don't think we need to dwell on it for too long but you know i have a kind of personal attachment 
and, and nostalgic memories for Tamag Tamagotchi. Um, so yeah, I thought it was worth talking about, and I know there's got a lot of fans out there still. Um, so yeah, I guess uh, maybe. Well, I guess in two weeks' time, uh, we'll find out what the hell they're teasing, and uh, I'll let you guys know. All right, and uh, so uh, I guess uh, moving on to our our next story then. Mm. Uh, so uh, we have an article here. Uh, Japanese gaming arcades are on their last life, maybe last leg. That's what I'm yeah. used to hearing. <laughs> what I'm used to hearing. Uh, but it says here. Uh, that recently, uh, due to COVID, uh, so many arcades have been going out of business. Uh, yeah, it's it's been hard for them to stay uh, afloat. Mm. And um, like we we had said before, um, some famous buildings in Akihabara mm. um, have been changing around, uh, presumably due to the pandemic. Yeah, but, uh, even before the uh, pandemic, the arcades were on a downward trend. Mm. And uh, yeah, and it says here in in 1986 there were uh, 26,573 arcades, mm. and in uh, 2019 only 4,000. Yeah, that's like so that's about 15 percent of the original. Yeah, that's a a huge decline. Yeah, um, in three what was three decades? Yeah, so I mean that's quite a long yeah. period of time, I guess, but it's a big drop, isn't it? Yeah, and. Uh, and when I uh, go into arcades, I don't often see like uh, really new games. Mm. Um, uh, when I do, they tend to be like kind of predictable games, you know, mm. uh, like you know, fighting games that keep getting refreshed. Um, yeah. Well, actually, we, we were know, hanging hanging out like two days ago, right? We we went into an arcade. Uh, yeah, and that's uh, exactly what they had, right? Just like uh, what did we play? Like Street Fighter and. They had like some uh, Gundam game and Tekken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, Tekken, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, the uh, yeah, these these uh arcades, like when I go into them, they're usually uh, in pretty rough shape, you know. Uh, usually, like yeah, lot, they're quite beaten up, aren't they? They're, they're, they're quite beat up and dirty, and like mm. they, you know, smell like uh, cigarettes, and they're just kind of a relic of a. A bygone era, you know. Yeah, which yeah. is a shame because uh, you know there's so much potential for arcades. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, uh, so we went into an arcade uh, just a few days ago, and um, I, I was having a pretty good time. But you know, I couldn't imagine myself staying in there for more than a uh, thirty minutes. <laughs> so yeah, know. I think you really need to be into like, the games. Like I like. Pretty much yeah, hands yeah. down, like without fail. Whenever I go to an arcade, I always play like Taiko no Tatsujin, like the the Taiko drum game, um, which I didn't do this time, but they did have it, right? That's pretty much in every arcade, and it's just super fun. Um, but a lot of these like games, you usually like, when you go to the top floor of these game centers, that's where like the hardcore players are. You know, like no, there's no casuals up there, and they yeah, have those yeah, kind of games like it's almost like strategy warfare games and stuff, and it has like a deck. And it kind of, to me, it looks a bit like Yu-Gi-Oh, where you put cards, like actual cards on these like slots and like you control like units and stuff. And I don't know, I don't know there's loads of different types of games they have up there, but like, it's always those people who are like, they're, they're there for the long haul, you know, like they get in there and it's like four hours solid of just like gaming. <laughs> yeah. So some of the games are pretty cheap now though. Like 
we were playing um when we were playing Tekken, it was only uh fifty yen mm. for a game. And you know, if that game takes five or ten minutes, uh I mean you could be in there for quite a few hours and spend, you know, less than two thousand Yeah. Maybe yeah. around two thousand yen, right? Actually yeah, that wasn't bad. That's that's actually the first time I've ever seen a fifty yen to play game. Um mm. maybe they're not that rare, but maybe just the ones in Tokyo are more expensive. But yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen it. It's almost always yeah, yeah. 100 yen to play. Yeah, usually about 100. And, mm. it, you know, it's it's kind of tough for me to um, rationalize, like, spending 100 yen to play in an arcade. Mm. Because after you play the game 20 times, uh, you could have bought a game, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Uh, and then you have it at home, right, where you could play as much as you want. Um. But of course, you know, with arcades, you know, you're paying, I guess, for that experience of like being there with other people hanging out and, um, you know, being in that environment. Yeah, but, definitely. Uh, yeah. But in the case of a lot of these arcades, they're just in such rough shape. You know, it's hard to like. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think we covered this uh, story um, in the show because I think it was a few months ago, but something related to this. Uh, was that Sega actually sold uh, the kind of the operations of all their arcades in Japan to another company? I forgot the name of the company, um, but this was like early this year or late last year. Um, so on top of like some of them actually closing down, they just decided like you know, for, in terms of profit, it wasn't worth them kind of operating these places anymore. So they actually sold that to somebody else. And I don't know how the, this other company thinks that they can fix the problem, but <laughs> Sega yeah, was just yeah. like, nah, like, you know, even the, the the arcade business was actually a big percentage of their income every year. But they just oh, said, wow. like, I oh, just sod it and just got rid of it. So, um, yeah, it, it's a bit of an unfortunate situation for, like, Japanese games culture, right? Those, those arcades are so iconic. Um, yeah. So I hope some of them stay open and, you know, like we've kind of already said, like we, we try and go in them, you know, and, and, go, and kind of visit some when we walk past. So, yeah, whenever uh, I see one, I always want to duck in there and see what games they've got. You know, even yeah, if I yeah. only hang out for 15 or 20 minutes, I, I usually try to play a couple rounds, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Uh, just like take a look around a bit. It's always funny. So, uh, I mean, nothing beats like playing Metal Slug with an actual arcade stick. Like I love yeah, that game, yeah. but I, I never play it at home. Like, I don't play with a controller. You don't play Metal Slug with a controller. It's just not the same experience. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I would imagine that like maybe over half of the revenue that those stores make is from tourists. So I hope uh, that tourists can come back soon and start filling out those places again, right? Because mm. you know you walk around like Akihabara nowadays, and it's just empty because like most Japanese people don't go there because they're not like super nerds, right? Most people that hang yeah. out in Aki most people that hang out in Akihabara are like us, you know, who like just nerdy yeah. gaijin who come here and they're just obsessed with like Japanese games, so they want to go and check it out. So yeah. it's a bit sad, yeah. And um yeah, I hope hope the, the situation will rectify itself soon enough. Um so yeah, let's finish up our new segment today with our final story. Something a little bit more upbeat. This is a super cool story and uh super something that I'm super interested in, and I'm sure you were too. Ryan, uh, that is the fact that um, Nintendo will be converting a former factory of theirs in Kyoto into a museum of the company's history, which I'm super excited to go and check out. 
<laughs> I, I think I might be more excited about this than uh, the Super Nintendo World. The theme oh, really? Part. That's a bold uh, statement. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, just because for me personally, like, I feel like I could be, I could have more fun in a place like this, like reading all of the, you know, informational bits and, uh, <laughs> you know, like seeing the retro, how, like how rare stuff. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting too old, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not, not, but, to say that it, not to say that it wouldn't be fun, but I mean, come on. I think because I've been to Nintendo World, like I know how awesome it is. Oh, you, um, you know how great it is. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I want to go to Nintendo World as well. Um, yeah, that's funny though. Uh, but yeah, this this, uh, this place, uh, this is like the render, right? So we've got on the screen here the render of the, the building. So um, yeah, you can see it definitely looks like a warehouse. It's got like, these shutters on the side here, but they're going to turn like mm. this uh, little area into the bus park with the uh, bus car park with like a little plaza you can hang out in. Um, so yeah, there's not too much mention of what they're actually going to um, put inside the factory, but um as I'm sure you know, Ryan, and many of you probably already know at home, um, Nintendo started out as like a toy manufacturer, and they also made uh, Hanafuda cards, um, which is basically like um, like a traditional Japanese card game, um, which has kind of heavy links to the uh, Yakuza back in the day, oh, <laughs> gam gam gambling and all that kind of stuff. Interesting. Um, but that's how, that's how Nintendo started, and that's how they operated their business or maintained their business for like 70 years until like the concept of video games was born in like the 70s right um and then they decided to get into it with famicom and when they realized that games were like like ridiculously lucrative um they stopped making traditional games but yeah for for six or seven decades that's how they made money um so yeah there's pictures down here this is the factory building um which is pretty cool it's in uji city in kyoto prefecture um and yeah it just looks, looks super traditional kind of uh kind of building you know um it's interesting like seeing google maps used in these articles it's like an interactive like you can just be there <laughs> and look at the buildings yeah literally yeah. yeah so i've actually been to um the nintendo office in kyoto i've never been in you're not allowed to go inside obviously but uh mm. i was i was there for other reasons um but i said to my wife like while i'm in kyoto i have to go and look at the nintendo building and she was like, what do you mean? I said, they have their like Honsha here. They're their headquarters. And she was mm. like, why do you want to go there? And I was like, why Why don't I want to go there? It's Nintendo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so she begrudgingly obliged to my, my request. And uh, we, got, we got a bus to like, like a 40 minute bus to like the really like, busy, like factory district of Kyoto. There's nothing there. Yeah. It's just factories mm. and then like Nintendo building. And she was very unimpressed, yeah. but she, you know, she's a good wife, so she came with me. And uh, I, I just stood outside the the building, like with the main gate, and there was this like little uh, like GG like eighty year old um, security guard, and just look standing there looking at me, weird. But he must see like random gaijin just turning up all day. And I stood in front of the <laughs> sign, you know, did my little piece, you know, like took the <laughs> took the photo, and. Uh, yeah, I was happy. I was like, that's it. I've just took a selfie with Nintendo. <laughs> that's and, great. And, and, and then we left. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I recommend I, I, the next time you're in Kyoto, Ryan, you should go, get down there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess the dream is to find a way to get into the lobby, right? Yeah. Up, yeah. Like in a legal way, like not illegally. <laughs> but, you know, like don't, yeah. don't break in, but like just uh, find a way to some kind of meeting or job interview or something. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, so this museum, it's also in Kyoto then. Um, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, yeah, Uji. So th- this is a different location to the um, the headquarters because that, that's still open as well. It's current. But I believe this is just where they used to store stock and do like a ref- repairs and stuff and also make games. I think they used it for lots of different things. Um, so they, they probably will keep some of the original fittings, you know, and say like, you know, maybe like the, the press for like the Hanafuda cards or I don't know, maybe like some of the assembly lines for something. Um, I don't They didn't really give any details as to what it's going to, be inside but i would imagine that's probably what they'll have um and maybe like i can imagine some kind of like room they'll like a deck out with like uh, like all the consoles you know and like like a like pristine like um versions of like everything they've ever made you know yeah yeah uh, virtual boy excluded <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. no no that'll, be, they, that'll have its own room it'll just be like yeah virtual a, bla- boy room. a black room like darkness and there'll be like a spotlight coming from the ceiling you know what would, be great, <laughs> what would be great is if they had like a unreleased virtual boy game that's like only playable like in the factory or i mean in the museum <laughs> yeah that would be and cool i do feel like a, they do like to do that kind of exclusive stuff so i feel like they could have something that you could only see there to kind of encourage people to go and, and visit um so yeah yeah, uh, yeah in, like a, sure. a 64 dd game mm. <laughs> or something you know <laughs> something just obscure yeah uh, yeah yeah well if if i were to go there i would be on the lookout for like obscure nintendo stuff that, yeah, that would yeah. be kind of the, the fun of it you know <laughs> uh, um yeah absolutely i mean i'm sure hopefully they'll have like a gift store and they'll have some like exclusive stuff in there um so uh yeah it tends to tentatively it's named the nintendo museum um and they've announced that it will open sometime in the fiscal year of 2023 which uh extends all the way up to april 1st 2024 so there's there's no set date for it um but yeah it'll be in a, open in a couple of years and i will be there on day one absolutely guaranteed <laughs> i said this about five years ago when they announced super nintendo world uh there was it wasn't even like a like a render of it they just said like oh we're gonna build a theme park and i said I'm gonna, i'll be there on day one and i was <laughs> oh nice <laughs> i was there so I'm, I'm making that prediction now no, not prediction, promise. I'm making that promise now. I will be there on day one. <laughs> nice, man. Take me with you. <laughs> Let's go, man. Yeah, it will be. We'll make a video. Absolutely. All right. So uh, we're back after a short uh, technical difficulties break. Um, so Ryan, <laughs> Ryan is now on a different camera. Uh, but let's uh, let's power through and let's move on to our new releases for the week. So uh, first right. up, we've got uh, Fancy Star Online 2. New Genesis. And uh, so, I believe yeah. this is a, a free to play. Uh, it is, yeah. So uh, it just said, it just said that they're in the trailer, a 20th uh, year anniversary. Um, and did you say you checked this one out um, on the Switch? Uh, yeah, so I've played the original on the Switch, like in the first year of the Switch. I don't remember exactly when I played it, but it was like 2018. Yeah, early 2018 sometime and uh yeah it was it was okay but the graphics are a bit janky but this looks a lot nicer so i don't know if this is like a remaster of that game for like pc or ps5 or something um and then this new gen this new genesis aspect i don't know if that's like new content or it's just like their way of saying like remaster <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not too sure about the content i didn't play the uh the original one yeah uh, so, but it 
it looks really good. Like the the uh, I always like the art style from uh, Fantasy Star. Mm. And yeah, I know so it has kind of a cult following as well. Yeah, it's quite popular. It's still really big in Japan. Um, like I said, I played number two a little bit, um, but I was actually really addicted to the first one. Back oh, really? in like back on a well, I was like fourteen or fifteen. It was like one of the first PC games I ever played, and like. You know, I was playing it on like a dial-up connection, like like years before I had broadband. Um, but yeah, I just like so addicted to it, and you you, you get a little squad together online, you go like go into dungeon and battle, and you collect like rare items and stuff. Um, so yeah, this kind of does interest me actually a little bit. It looks like a you know just pimped up version of that original game. Yeah, yeah, it looks nice. I always like these these characters. And the whole like <laughs> sci-fi fantasy thing is very appealing as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and it, this is uh, just coming out now, right? Yeah. So this will be out uh, on the ninth. Yeah. But overall, yeah, it looks pretty fun. It's got kind of like a monster hunter vibe to it as well. Um, but the combat's a bit different, I think. Um, and there's more like it's obviously more modern, right? You got these like lightsabers and. You get like uh, laser pistols and stuff. Yeah, this um, this is something I I would check out. Um, it it looks like just pretty high high production value, like big deal, you know. Yeah, game. yeah. But overall, yeah, I think it looks uh, looks pretty cool. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, next up for for our uh, for our new releases is a uh, Final Fantasy VII Integrate, right? Yeah, Integrate. So uh, this, yeah, we've talked about this on the show before. Um, so yeah, we don't need to spend too much time on this one, but um, yeah, it's coming out on the 10th, um, the kind of uh, up upgraded version, the Integrate version. Um, they always have to pick these stupid English words that don't mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> Integrated. Um, yeah. But, know, uh, I, I missed sorry. this when it when it released, although I really wanted to play it. Mm. Um, and I and I still don't have a PlayStation 5. Yeah, but, um, yeah. But this, if I get a PlayStation 5, this might be one of the first games I, I play. Yeah, this looks, uh, looks gorgeous, yeah. Just because, like, I was really hyped up about it when it released. And, um... It's just something I gotta play, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the biggest upgrade here I can see is the, the frame rate, definitely. Because I, I got the free version of Remake 7 Remake um, through PS um, the PS Plus uh, like monthly games. Hmm. Um, and I booted it up to see what it looked like, you know? Uh, I had no real intention of getting into it because it's quite an investment of time, right? But I just wanted to see what it looked like. And uh, yeah, I couldn't get over the, the 30 FPS frame rate <laughs> oh, I see. This, yeah. is a six, this is 60 though right yeah uh so it's 60 they've improved the lighting um and maybe some other things as well I'm, but uh, it, I'm it hoping it looks amazing yeah i'm hoping that someday square enix uh will bring it to pc because it, they, it's they been, might well do yeah it's been rumored that it will it'll come to steam like eventually I mean, so yeah, they, assume... brought, they brought um 15 to windows you know um after yeah. after a year or something like that yeah and like uh, dragon quest absolutely yeah. 11 came to to steam as well yeah um so i i'm sure they're gonna wait until the integrate sales are starting to to fall 
Yeah, before yeah. They, before they re-release. Re I think Square Enix always does that. They release the same game like four times or five times. Yeah. You know, like they're spaced like a, <laughs> a year apart. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, like, I think we talked about that last week, right, with the Dragon Quest stuff, but Square loves to re-release games. Um, but I don't know yeah. if they have some kind of timed exclusivity deal with Sony for this one. You know, because like Sony obviously would want it on their console because it's such a it's got such a pull, right? I'm sure like especially like uh, yeah. people that are not really gamers anymore but have nostalgia for seven. I'm sure like they sold quite a few PS4 units because of this game originally. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean I, I heard some people say they bought a PS4 just to play this mm, game. Like yeah, it exactly, was a, yeah. the reason yeah. for the purchase. There's a lot of like jaded um, gamers or people just go don't game anymore, but they, they just loved this game when they were a kid, right? So Yeah. Um yeah. They could just justify spending that money just for that game. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see uh, what happens when it comes out. Um, and uh, yeah, obviously, if this gets a good reception again, I'm sure a PC version won't be far behind. So I guess next up on our new releases, uh, Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. So yeah. this is quite a few titles bundled, right? Yeah, this actually looks quite good. Yeah. Um, so this is like one, two and three, I think. Um, so the, the, more, the more 3D ones. Um, I've never played the 3D versions of this game, but I've played the old ones on like the NES and the SNES. And they were always like super hard. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I, I played yeah. the uh, I played the uh, the uh, NES version. Yeah. Mm. The, uh, but I, I don't know these newer ones. Actually, for some reason, I never really associated them. That, that might seem weird, but <laughs> I just realized it's the same uh, same series. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Ninja Gaiden, obviously, the the name being the giveaway there. But <laughs> yeah, but the, yeah. For the some combat, reason, obviously, I... when, it, when it transitioned to 3D, the combat changed a lot. You know, it's, it's more of like this kind of Devil May Cry, God of War style, like hack and slash, you know, crazy combos and like cinematic moves and stuff like that. And the classic but, one is more about precise, quick platforming and fighting, right? Yeah, well, the original it's... ones were side-scrollers, right? Um, so... yeah. Obviously, you couldn't do this style in 2D, especially a lot of the NES, right? It's a bit kind of impossible. Yeah, but like um, even as a as a side scroller, it wasn't mm. just like a like smash the button kind of game, right? It was more of a deliberate. Yeah, there was definitely like a, a knack to like the timing of the moves and the platforming would required a lot of precision. I mean, that's why it was known. It was so like infamous for being just ridiculously hard to complete. Um, yeah, yeah. Because so, it was just uh, unforgiving. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I so I don't actually know much about these uh, uh, 3D Ninja Gaiden games, mm. but they they seem almost like a, a different genre to me. So that's why I kind of didn't associate the two. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Know? Well, Although, I feel like, like you know, if you uh, if you enjoyed uh, Nier Automata, then this is probably going to be not far off what you were kind of enjoyed about that game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they look they look good, and is. This a is this a remaster or is it just a? I believe um, a it's collection? a kind of a remake, remaster. Like, uh, I always know, I never know which term to use. I think it's a remaster because um, it's basically the original games kind of intact. Um, oh, okay, I see. But so I believe it. Been... I believe it's three games in the collection. Uh, yeah. Yeah, one, Mas two, and three. Sigma. Uh, what's that? Also, Sigma and. Razor's Edge or something like that. But, 
Yeah, it uh, says uh, it says master collection, but it doesn't say uh, remaster collection. So uh, <laughs> true, true. Be a little <laughs> a little skeptical there. Uh, yeah, but I, th- I believe um, they were on the PS two and three. I think they're on the PS three. I'm not sure what system they were originally on, but um, yeah, that I feel like- also comes out uh, on the tenth. Yeah, so in a couple of days' time. Cool. Yeah, relive your. Uh- your childhood memories with Ninja Gaiden. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so uh, what's last so on our list today? Last on the list is Game Builder Garage. Yeah. Uh, so this is already coming out, and they just recently announced it, right? Yeah, yeah. So like, like Nintendo likes to do this quite a lot with a lot of games. They just kind of surprise drop them, and then they come out within like two or three months, you know. In this case, it was like a month ago they announced it. Um, so this is kind of cool. But this is the one I'm most excited for on this list. Um I don't know if I would actually buy it, um, but I really want to play it. And I feel like if I had a kid, I would definitely get them this game. Like, it mm. looks so cool. Like, it's such a cool concept. Um, especially, like, if it's, it's obviously designed for teaching kids how to code and the concept of, like, you know, game, like, lo- code logic and and how, like, the, the systems in games, like, stack to, like, work in certain orders. Uh it looks so fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would have loved something like this when I was a kid. Yeah. So I didn't I didn't watch this uh yet. This is a new video they released a week ago. Um so it's it's not the actual original trailer, but it's the overview trailer. A little bit longer and they show off all the different systems that work in the game. Um but yeah, it looks it looks kind of like um a, an evolution of what they did with the um the Labo stuff. So you know there was like a Labo garage. I also it was called a labo like wear shop like <laughs> uh, workshop um, yeah yeah it so even has could... this this yellow theme that nintendo tends to use for mm. their like uh, creative games yeah like mario uh, like, builder right or mario maker sorry yeah mario maker uh labo um yeah and i i think this kind of goes all the way back to like mario paint you know on the on the super nintendo yeah, yeah. Mario you know, Paint was like, amazing. What a great game. Yeah, yeah. So Nintendo, like, I'm glad they keep they keep this alive, like these kind of like quirky, creative yeah. you know, uh experimental games. Um Yeah, this looks really cool. And what's cool about them is like more than being games, they're more like tools. Mm. You know. Just like very easy to use accessible tools that like almost feel like a game. Yeah, and I think this is really uh, smart for like a couple of reasons. But one thing is that like, I don't know if you're aware of this, but like a lot of schools actually have like Minecraft as like a thing that kids can actually play with and like use to learn, right? Because Minecraft requires oh, really? a lot. It requires a lot of like, logic to like you know play it properly and build things. Mm-hmm. So it's not just like they just dick around and play it, but they you know they get given like um, you know like tasks by the teacher and they'll have to figure out how to do it in Minecraft. Um, so oh, I could wow. imagine that like schools would maybe invest in buying switches to give to students if they had like coding classes or something, or like yeah. like um, you know computer skills classes or something like that. Because if this yeah. turns out to be actually an effective way to learn, then yeah, I think I think that could be really cool. That's so cool. That have you ever done any programming yourself? Uh, yeah, a little bit. You know, I used to do like HTML um, back in the day before it was HTML five, bit of Java. Bit of um, when I was doing engineering, I used to use C, uh, C language, like more like hardware based stuff. Oh, wow. um, so 
yeah, um, I would probably get on fairly well with this. I think the only problem is like, you need the time to do it, right? Because it, it just must take so much time to make anything worth playing, right? <laughs> on this game. Yeah, that's the trouble with anything, right? Like, you don't you don't know how much time to, is mm. worth committing to it. Um, so yeah, maybe more intended for younger audiences, right? Yeah, uh, but you know, they're showing all these like kind of cool. types of games you can make. It looks, looks so, so fun, yeah. Yeah, but I guess uh, that's it for our, our new uh, releases. Um, glad to see this one coming out so quickly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. So um, yeah, hopefully they do like a trial of it. I'd love to just give it a little test because um, I probably won't buy it myself. But yeah, yeah it's, like it's something that probably needs a demo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would agree. I would agree. Um, so yeah, that wraps up our new releases for the week, guys. Uh, let's move on to our final segment, uh, which is uh, Japanese. So, uh, yeah, what have you got for us this week, Ryan? So my sentence for the week is uh, Tanaka-san ga hirota, uh, which means Tanaka-san picked it up. Mm. And uh, hiro is the verb meaning to pick up, uh, which you'll hear when someone picks up an object, like just pick up off the ground or something. Mm. And uh, it's different than tenireta, which is like to get something. Mm. Uh, so like in The Legend of Zelda, uh, when he gets a new item, like a potion or something it would it does uh like da 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 and then it'll say like um you know master sword or uh tenireta like you got mm. the, the master sword mm. uh so so these are two slightly different words um but yeah this, this is a pretty common one it's good to know you to pick up something is uh hiro mm. yeah so like you say like that the uh, tenireta is like the, the most common word to like like you know figuratively pick something up like you know like i went to the shops and picked up an apple or something but like he'd always like literally like you bend down and pick it up off the floor right that's the that's the main difference yeah here, yeah yeah. Um, yeah it's more like a physical yeah yeah so i action. mean it makes sense in this example right because you said this was from uh famicom detective club yeah yeah i was playing a uh, famicom detective club and um like uh you're interviewing something and they mm. have this mysterious item and um, he says, like, oh, yeah, I just picked it up, mm. um, like, on a grave. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it was just laying there above okay. the grave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it but, would be more, like, descriptive, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah so how nice. about you? What's your word for the week? I've got a really weird one this week. So, um, you know, hero is quite a, a, a beginner-level word, right? So um, mm -hmm. uh, you, you're being quite fair to all our friends out there, but... I just, sometimes these words catch my eye and I can't help but check it out. Um, so my word this week is gareki, which means rubble, debris, or wreckage. <laughs> oh, okay, wow. Which I, um, I had never heard this one. So the sentence was from Fantasian. I got to this village and there was a pile of crap just in the corner. And it said, Garaki no yama, fushigina kinzoku poimono ga majiteru. Which basically means like, um, there's a pile of like rubble um, and there's like some mysterious looking metal looking objects all mixed in together and i liked the kind of poeticness of the sentence anyway <laughs> but the reason that yeah. i kind of picked this out was because uh this word has two kanji that i've never seen before um so the first yeah. one ga ga uh is this uh, tile which i do know this word actually kawara so kawara are the like traditional japanese roof tiles that, um, you know, you see them on the roofs, they're usually like silver or kind of uh, like a dark brown color. 
and they've got like the curve right and they, they kind of like stack on top of each other so mm. um yeah kawara but i've uh never seen the kanji for it i always just saw it written in hiragana and i also like this word uh tsubute which is small stones so apparently that's the noun for this word is tsubute if you want to refer to like i guess like gravel or something like that um and if you put those two together, uh, it's the reading changes a little bit. Gareki. <laughs> so, um, yeah. That uh, I, first kanji, uh, the, the ga there is, uh, it kind of looks like uh, unknown from Pokemon. Oh, true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like the, like the yeah. black uh, squiggly <laughs> character. Yeah, that's not a bad chat, actually. Um, yeah, so I like that word here, um, but yeah, I'll just break down the sentence for you guys here. So, uh, yeah, Gareki no Yama. So Yama is mountain. Again, this is a super simple word. Uh, this is one of my favorite Japanese words, Fushigi. So Fushigina, uh, which is the, the adjective to mean like mysterious or odd. Uh, kinzoku poi. So Kinzoku means metal. It's just the general category of metal. Uh, not uh. not the music, just literally physical metal. And poi mm. means like, uh, like, so it's metal-like. Mono is the, the the noun of like an object, just like a miscellaneous object. So there is a, some metal type objects, um, and then majiteru uh, is just like mixed together. So it's just this is like heap of like junk, kind of all strewn together. So um, I think I mentioned at the start of the show when I was talking about the game, like the the language is quite difficult in this game, um, mm-hmm. but so, I mean this this is not such a difficult um sentence um but i like the use of the words and i don't know the general flow i like the way it sounds <laughs> something i liked yeah, about the sentence that, that's an interesting uh, sentence yeah um but yeah after doing like after finishing like wanikani and learning like most of like the what i could consider like the core kanji it's rare that i nowadays come across kanji that i've never seen before and to see two in one word kind of caught my eye <laughs> so that's, uh, uh, overall yeah i thought it was pretty cool <laughs> that's uh pretty impressive you made it through uh wani um, uh yeah man it's 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 not an easy slog but i'm halfway through my second round i'm on level 32 again i started from well wow. i went back to like i went back to level one and started well, again. i i uh i'm making my way through i'm on level uh 15 right yeah now. <laughs> <Gambare>. <laughs> so, uh a little bit off topic from uh from games but like how long did it take you to make it through Wanikani? Uh, well, actually, I wouldn't say it's that far off because, like, Wanikani gamifies the the method of learning kanji, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, it is. You kind get of experience game. points, you level up, and that way it, it makes you addicted to the process. Um, but the first time around, it took me seventeen months of oh, okay. pure excruciating torture. It was like I didn't fucking sleep, man. I just. I was like, shit, I got reviews due at 4 a.m. So I'd like set my alarm. Oh, wake wow. <laughs> wake okay, so, I was, so uh, you, it was a problem. You were yeah. like into the, the Wanikani, like hardcore every day. I, I was deep into that life, man. It, it was not, not a good, yeah. Because I am in this place where I like do it maybe three times a week, mm. just casu- uh, casually. I'll have like 300 reviews. I just do them all. And I then, mean, all in yeah. all, if you... If you if you use it as like a supplement to your studies, then that's not a bad thing. You know, it just helps you kind of um, learn some stuff. But when I started Japanese, I was just like, I looked at like a book. I don't remember what it was. And it was Japanese. I just looked at it. I was thinking like, you know, if I was an English learner, I learned 26 letters and I can get through like any word. But I was just thinking like, how the fuck am I supposed to read this if I mm. don't know all 2000 like standard kanji? 
So I was like, all right, guess I gotta learn all the kanji first. So like before before I even tried reading a book, I was like, I just I just learned the kanji. And it was only really once I'd finished it, I actually started starting to read stuff. But it it helped so much because like mm. it's very rare nowadays that I see a word. It's not not rare to see a word that I don't know, but it's rare to see a kanji that I don't know. So when there's a word I don't know, at least I can almost guess the meaning based off the the kanji. Oh, so wow. I, I I always said to people like when they ask for like advice, not that not that I'm good enough to give advice, but I always just always swing it's so much so worth learning the kanji first. Really? That's that's yeah, funny because yeah. I I'm like kind of coming from the other angle where like I didn't mm. do a lot of kanji stuff and I just kind of like gradually pick them up over time. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I I think it's a good approach to like really like go intensely into studying kanji and, and just get as yeah, much it as you it's, can. It's, it's ups and downs, you know, because like you know, you say you're, you're you're on the other end, but it it shows because like your your listening ability is better than mine, right? You your input has been higher than mine because I just spent a lot of my, especially like the first two or three years uh, learning. I just studied kanji and like did stuff on my own. And I was just obsessed with like learning kanji and learning words and mm. doing some of the grammar stuff. But I feel like you've kind of learned more like kind of on the job, so to say, right? Yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah, picking <laughs> yeah, up as you go wrong, right? And I think yeah. we've both been learning the language now for roughly the same time. And I'd say our ability is about the same, but we definitely excel in different areas. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you you have a much like larger vocabulary than me and, and mm. you recognize the kanjis a lot better. Um, but maybe finding the nuance sometimes in sentences is tricky mm. yeah um, but, yeah but, but yeah I we're, think... we're both still still learning so you know yeah but i mean you've passed in too so on paper you're better than me <laughs> uh, well, well yeah i mean i i yeah, yeah. barely passed it <laughs> that's it yeah so uh, we, we, yeah, we probably know, we probably ended up but getting like about the same score you know? yeah i think so yeah but that's why i so say people always say like oh i mean you you pass one you finish one can i was like yeah it's not that impressive because i still didn't pass n2 so like it's not uh, actually worth it's not worth that much i just know a shitload of words but i don't know how to use them so. <laughs> that's um, funny, man. but anyway yeah hopefully that's inspiring for anyone that's uh, getting into the game um yeah i, I and, recommend yeah. it yeah it's fun it's really fun to learn japanese uh gaming in japanese is like just makes the whole experience better i think absolutely yeah so, oh you know i mean if you listen to this podcast it's probably because you like games right but just doing anything that you like in your target language i think is cool right so we're both musicians right so i'm sure you check out like music stuff in japanese as well yeah and it, hel it helps and, uh, you you know yeah and keep speaking, it up. Of, speaking of which uh i'm starting a another show on youtube uh in the next uh hopefully in the next month or so and it's about uh, Japanese music. Yeah, so, uh, so I, knew, I knew that, Ryan. That was my little segue for you. <laughs> oh yeah, I, you, you really left it wide open. So, <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> but yeah, we're we're gonna be doing live performances, um, hopefully interviews with artists, and um, just like hanging out and uh, talking music on on Sounds that show. Good. So, um, so I I guess we'll have that linked. Uh, whenever, yeah <laughs> you know. and what, what's it called you got to tell the lovely people oh yeah so so we're gonna call it uh this uh city Popcast. Mm, cool yeah all right so, you know that guys so, the city Popcast. yeah city Popcast. uh subject yeah. to be changed but that's what we're going with right now so <laughs> yeah that's I, li I like the name and you forgot one really key feature of this podcast run what, what's that 
That's going to be guest solo appearances from me, shredding all over your <laughs> lovely music with yes, my seven please. string. Yeah, we'd, we'd love to have you on. Though, just man. just wailing over the top, just destroying and the song. Uh, yeah. If if you're a Japanese learner, we're planning on doing it uh, half English, half Japanese. So mm. um, my co-host is Japanese and we're just going to speak our na native languages and then uh, have it subtitled. Below, yeah, yeah. So, so hopefully that that'll go over pretty well. Yeah, but actually that sounds pretty cool. I think I'll tune into that. I'm, I'm kind of interested. I don't know anything about city pop. And uh, yeah, if I can digest some Japanese at the same time, then that sounds pretty cool. So uh, yeah, thanks for joining me again, Ryan. As always, uh, that's episode 10 in the bag. Uh, exciting week coming up next. We've got E3 uh, on the horizon. Uh, like I say, I'll be doing a stream on the channel uh, at one bloody a.m. in the morning, uh, Japan time uh, on the 16th. So please join me on the channel for that. Uh, any final words, Ryan? Uh, let's see. Maybe uh, be good. Keep ga <laughs> keep gaming. And uh, yeah, yeah. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Yeah, cool. All right, we'll be back with episode eleven of the Japan Games Cast. Thanks for listening. Bye.